Welcome to Journey Church. Our church exists to help people find God, experience freedom, discover their purpose, and make a difference. If you have any questions about Journey Church, please visit us at ourjourney.tv. Welcome home. Welcome to Journey Church. And now here's Brian Campbell. Okay, here we go. Living a life of passion. When Pastor Vince approached me about talking about this, uh, this, this, this series, I was like, man, okay, yeah, yeah, living a life of passion. I'll talk, uh, what will I talk about? Well, I'll tell you what, Pastor, you tell me what you're talking about, because he told me this towards the beginning of the series, and he showed me what he was going to talk about, and I was like, okay, Elijah, Elisha, love those guys. Don't really know where I'm going to fit in with this whole thing, and even last week, when Dr. Dale reminded us uh, of how important it is that Elijah was committed to God's plan and that we serve a God that never quits and praise God for that, a God that never quits on us. I still was really struggling, even through prayer, of what God wanted me to say. So when I started praying months ago, God, what would you have me to say about this? Anybody ever experience this? When you're praying something like that, like, what, what do you want me to say? You kind of get this, this silent sound. Oh, you have. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> whew, not just me. So I, I was praying, and you know what came to me? I was, I was struggling to, to know what to say. So you know what I did as a, as a smart man? After spending all this time praying, I then went to my first council, and my first council was my wife. And I told her, I said, you know what? Thank you. I said, you know what? I said, I don't know what I'm going to talk about. I said, I'm so frustrated. I don't understand why God isn't responding to my prayers. I don't understand. I, I'm reading the word. It's not like I'm not hearing other things. I'm just not hearing the confirmation of what I need to say. And so she, being my amazing wife, who always helps me clear the confusion away that the enemy tries to place in my way, so my question to you this morning is, what's the next step? What's the next step? You know, we've been talking about all of these attributes of living a life of passion, and we've talked about how each person, Elijah and Elisha, have applied it, and what's the next step for us? What's the next step in our life, maybe, even? So I want to describe to you what I see when I think about that question, and and this is a question that I have asked myself countless times in life, or, or, or rather asking God, what's the next step? Well, close your eyes and, and imagine this. You're standing on this little rock road that has steps leading out in front of you, and, and you're kind of on this, this mountaintop, right? And in front of you, as far as you can see, it's just all fog, everything, just fog. The only thing you can see in front of you, barely, is the next step in front of you. That's it. You can see the mountaintop, the next one, off in the distance. And you have to make it to the mountaintop. But if you look back, you turn around and look back, you can see 
for miles and miles and miles because that's what you've already been. So yeah, open your eyes. And so that's what I see every time that I'm praying to God, God, what's the next step for me? What's the next step for my family? What's the next step for me just today? I tell you what, God, I promise to focus on just the, just the next step and not focus so much on everything that I can't see or understand. And I, I, I see what you've done, and I'm so grateful because I'm still standing here. It's one of my favorite songs. I'm not going to sing it for you. I'm not as talented as Pastor Vince is when he's doing his, doing his thing. So, let's look at an example. All right? If you have your Bible or your smartphone, go ahead and get your, your Bible app out for me. Go to, uh, go to Genesis 6, verse 6. And when you get there, Say hullabaloo. Hullabaloo. Oh, we got one. Good. Isn't it fun just being interactive? You know? Pastor Vince is interactive too. He always brings a smile to my face. Oh. That's from one of my favorite uh, films. Um, Jungle Book, the original. Hullabaloo. Yeah. All right, so chapter 6, verse 6 says this. The Lord regretted that he had made human beings on the earth, and his heart was deeply troubled. So the Lord said, I will wipe from the face of the earth the human race I have created. And with them, the animals and the birds and the creatures move along the ground, for I regret I have made them. This is my favorite part right here. But Noah, our example, found favor in the eyes of the Lord. Yes, Noah, Noah was a man, as described in Genesis, as a blameless among people of his time and someone who walked faithfully with God. I just wanted to use Noah because that was one of the only other things that was super clear to me, that Noah was somebody who asked God, what's the next step, and then focused on just taking the next step. Anybody familiar with Noah? He built a little boat. There's <laughs> gopher wood. Yes, gopher wood. Uh, there, there's, uh, there's an exhibit you can go see in Kentucky of this little boat. It's pretty neat. Haven't been yet. I'm excited. Noah is a great example of somebody who's, who, who heard from God, who served God, who walked faithfully with God, who lived a life of passion of his time. And when God said, okay, the next step, Noah, <laughs> you're going to love this. It's going to rain. Noah didn't know what rain was. Noah, Noah knew what water was, but Noah didn't know what rain was. So, so God says, Noah, I'm going to bless you by saving you. You need to do the next step. The next step is build the ark. And Noah says, okay, I'll build the ark. You know, there's lots of dramatizations in movies of, of seeing animals help Noah build the ark and other things like that. And I don't know how accurate that is. The Bible really doesn't talk about if the monkeys really helped Noah build the ark. 
Probably not. Why it took him so long to do it. But the point is that Noah was faithful in taking the next step and then just standing on it. Standing on the next step until God said, okay, now get in the ark and shut the door. I think that's super interesting because in my life, when I pray, God, what's the next step? I, I am saying, you know, God, I, I, I want to know what this next step is, but I also would really like to just see a couple steps in front of me. Just, you know, just three steps. So in case I fall on this one, I know that there's another one that'll catch me. And oftentimes, that's not what God does to me. And for good reason in my life. For good reason, that if, if, if I'm praying God show me the next step and he showed me the entire pathway and all the things I'd have to face, I might just turn around and go home. Maybe you're more courageous than I am. Maybe you're more courageous than Elijah and Elisha was. Maybe you're like me. And if God showed you everything he wanted you to do, everything you would go through, I'll just stay here. I at least know this step is here. It's my comfort zone. Anybody like to be in their comfort zone? Yeah, me too. So, Noah, right? Really cool example. But what does that even mean? What I've said, the question. What does it even mean to take the next step? Well, I want to go to Malachi chapter 3. You can go there if you'd like but I'm not going to make you say hallelujah this time. But Malachi chapter 3, in it God says, test me in this. Like, not, not like test me like, oh, you're, he could fail, but like hold me to this. Test me in this and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that you will not have room enough for it. Hold me to this. Hold me to what? In in Malachi, he's specifically talking about tithing. But but this verse to me has always empowered me to hold God to all of his promises. Because that's what it is. He's promising, you do this, and I've got you. Watch out. You're going to need an ark to escape all the blessing I'm going to pour out on you. I mean, so, so... Test him in what? Well, hold him to his promises. So maybe if I am a new Christian, right? New Christian, trying to walk in the plan that God has set for me, that when I test him in his promise that he gives me, maybe you're testing him in the promise that he wrote in Romans, that a lot of us are really familiar with. It's in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. says, and we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him and who have been called according to his purpose. So maybe that's where you are. Maybe that's a step that you can take. Is, God, I, I'm, I'm so excited to be in this relationship with you. I'm seeing the passion from uh, the leadership here at Journey Church, and I want some of that. 
uh, because I've got a lot of hard things going on. And, um, you know, we had a lot of brothers and sisters get baptized this morning. And praise God for that. Because that's amazing. In fact, this morning, uh, I actually wasn't aware of who was being baptized this morning. And so when I saw the list, I immediately ran to the front and was like, you guys, this is amazing. And, and I'm looking at you. I see you. I see you. I see you. It was amazing. Because they're, they're my friends. It's my family that's, that's joining in. In these blessings that God's talking about. That because they are a positive visual example of those who are called according to his purpose. And so are all of us. Not just the new Christians, of course. So that's, that's a step there. When we hold God to that promise. Because in the moments where we're standing on the last step and we're like, God, I, I just don't understand what to do next. Okay. But I know you said this. And what you say, you do. I mean, think about that concept. You know, this, God's word, he, he's spoken all of this. Breathe it into life. That, think about it in the beginning. When God created, he spoke things into existence. You know, take a small excerpt here, rabbit trail, of the Big Bang Theory. Hear me on this. Probably was quite a, quite a bang when God spoke. I mean, when God speaks, things happen. When, when, he, when he wills things, things happen. When he's praying over us, singing over us, things happen. So yeah, there probably was a big bang when he said, let there be Insert, excerpt here. Can I get an amen on that? Oh, good. You're still awake. Okay. Back to what we were talking about. Now, I love also being reminded of a promise because in it itself gives me something to stand on. And another promise I really love is this one. It's in Philippians. It says this. Philippians chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Do not be anxious about anything. Is that easy to do? Oh, okay. <laughs> Sorry, I just wanted to test that because for me, like I was talking about my, my long, drawn-out story about how difficult it was to have anything to say this morning. I was very anxious. Yes, mm-hmm. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God will transcend all understanding and will guard your heart and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, yes, please, let me, let me get a full double portion of that promise in moving us forward. Yes, please, God, okay, we, we did the first step. We know that you called us according to your love. We're moving forward. Okay, now we're here. We're doing what you're asking us to do. Okay, next step maybe might be we're facing trials and tribulations now that we are a part of your family because, because Jesus said, take heart. The world will come against you, but I've overcome the world. But he said that we would still face those things. 
And a positive thing that we were reminded of in our, in our passion series is that we don't have to do that alone. And I mean physically, like we have friends and family. And I'm so grateful for that. So in fact, I feel as though this step is a step forward again. A step forward that sometimes has me on my knees. Because in prayer and and petitioning and thanksgiving, a lot of times, I'm just crawling on this step. And and, and in fact, there's been a lot of times where I've been in a uh, crawl space uh, like under a church building or under any other building. It's part of what I do. I, I, uh, and, and Pastor Will is very familiar with this, and, and I know a lot of you have been in some spaces you wish you didn't have to be. When I'm in those small spaces, I found now I really don't enjoy them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there was a specific time where I was stuck in a space like that, and I really lost my physical cool. And felt like I was going to just be trapped there forever. And this is a promise that I had to remember. That I could have the peace of God to just remove me. Because I was trapped in fear. I wasn't physically trapped. I was trapped in fear. And the peace of God in, in prayer and petition removed me from that. But with me being on my hands and knees, at least I'm still moving forward. It's okay. Sometimes, you know, when they, when they say there's a fire that you have to go through, or if you're trapped in a house, stop, drop, and roll. Sometimes that's what we have to do when we come under fire. Stop, drop, and roll. But roll in the right direction. Roll towards God. Okay? Don't roll backwards. <laughs> that was a freebie, as Pastor Vin says. That's not in my notes. That was, that was cool. Okay. Right. Jeremiah 29 through 14, 11 through 14. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares who? The Lord. Plans to prosper you, not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. And then in 14, it says, then you will call upon me and come and pray, and I will listen to you. Again, Another example where God is speaking his promise. So it must be done. God has spoken that over all of us that are called according to his purpose, that he has a plan for us and a hope and a future. So I have to remember that too. And uh, a story that I wanted to go off of there, I... um, graduated high school. This is going to age me a little bit. I graduated high school in 2015. I didn't say I was going to be old. (laughs) No, I graduated high school in 2015. When I I graduated high school, um, I was a part of a ministry that, that was like a multimedia ministry is what we called it. It had, it had um, organized dance. It had dramatations. It had music. And what we did is we would go to schools and other places with younger students in middle school and high school, and we would try and help them not make poor decisions, 
try and show them what their decisions could, could, could become if they continued on the path they were on. With that ministry was an opportunity to be a part of a, a school, a summer school kind of a thing that was to teach us leadership and, and ministry, how to, how to do those things better. And I only made the cut of getting in by like this much uh, because officially you had to be 18 or older and I was just, just past that mark uh, in 2015. That school was called Uprise because we were going to be an uprising of young people with a passion for God, with a passion for leadership, the way that godly leadership is, and ministry. And such a great opportunity for me. I mean, huge shout out to the people that made that possible. And through all of that, we would travel uh, starting in Tucson, Arizona. Anybody from Tucson, Arizona? Oh, okay, well, that's fine. Started in Tucson, Arizona, okay, and we would, we would travel and spend just about two weeks in each location. So we started from there, we went to Los Angeles, California, then to San Diego, then to Mexico, then back to San Diego, then back to Tucson, then to Texas, then from Texas to St. Louis, St. Louis to Nashville, back to Kentucky for those of us who lived here. That's where we got off the bus and stayed here. Oh boy. We're not going to talk about the bus experience, okay? It's not what this is about. Uh, but those of you who haven't had the opportunity to travel America on a bus, don't do it. <laughs> okay. But within the school, I was challenged to many things, many things that I'm so grateful for. I, I, I learned how to be, a, uh, to be a thermostat in leadership, not to be a thermometer that's just showing what's going on. You know, a thermostat can help control can help push people forward instead of being a thermostat that just shows, oh, this is just terrible. I don't know what we're going to do. I mean, my gosh, we got water all over the floor. I mean, geez, what are we going to do about this? No, to be, to be a thermostat, to help change what's going on. And, and other things like being able to use the passion that God's given us to see the full iceberg of people's story. You know, because when we meet people, we really only get the top part, what's going on there. Unless, unless, like some of us in here who are instantly like, hey, look, this is me. It's all, this is all of it. You know, that's great. Thanks for that. Really helps not having to look underneath everything. And through all of that, they challenged us at the very end, because this was over like a two-month period. Right? They challenged us to something. They challenged us to find a verse that we would have put on a, um, you know, a, a little certificate and to remember that. It was kind of to be a life motto is what they were trying to help us figure out. So I spent a long time praying about that. And this is what I wrote. Now, I, I found this uh, yesterday when I was cleaning out a closet. I'm still living the motto. I just didn't have it framed. Anyways, it says this. Life, vow, and creed, I, Brian Campbell, will run my race, fight a great fight, and will be like an instrument, always in tune with God. I will love only my wife, but never stray from loving everyone. Not only teaching, but living out how important my family is. 
I will never just accept no for myself or others. I will be all in and trust God in all my endeavors. See, that's that word where you know I was like graduating you know, in my endeavors. Okay. And share a real life with thousands of people. Having said that, if all I was here for was to praise God for one breath, that would be enough. And my verse that I tagged at the end is 1 Timothy 4.12. To not let people look down on me because I was young. Because the, the passion that I had then could actually stride people towards God. That, of course, is my, my prayer this morning. Man. I mean, that, I just, the word, of, the word of the Lord is so powerful, but the word of our testimony, what God has done for us and through us is also so powerful. You know, looking back at all that he's done for us, And it's so fascinating to me, you, you know, and that, that God has placed that passion in so many of us. And, and we're passionate in different ways. We're passionate to reach out to people through different avenues. You know, I love being able to, to play an instrument and, and help people reach the throne room of God. I love it. And I love being able to be up here proclaiming that love and, and sharing that with people because, because I know that I'm being a vessel that God is using. And so that's, that's, that's a passion of mine. Praising God is a passion of mine. What, what is something that you're passionate about? Rhetorical question. Is there a way that you can take your passion to glorify God? Because, because I love doing music, but if I wasn't passionate about it, I would have given up on it a long time ago. Maybe your next step is a prayer of the promise that was written in Isaiah. Chapter 40, verse 31. It says, but, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. And they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. But maybe sometimes, you know, in that elapsed period, you forget that God gives us those friends to run the race with us. And, and maybe forgot that you're not just Moses standing there by yourself, that you have friends stand there and hold your arms up as well. Because we're celebrating the win with you. Because, you know, we've been, if you, you've been following along with us online, or you've been following along with us here been trying to lay out an example of how to live with a passionate life. Thank you for joining us at Journey Church. Our hope is that these messages challenge your soul, equip your spirit, and give you a hope for your future. We look forward to doing life with you. Now, let's go this week and be the church in our community as we focus on loving God and loving others. See you next week.